0: Majesty, you are the reason.
1: Come on, lift your hands all over this house if you will. Come on, come on, come on, come on, Jesus rabasho khore manda ra
0: iko shodoro ra hata garabari andoro bosho ra mara mari no ridi ra ra hallelujah hallelujah come on push into his presence come yeah. I love you, Lord. I lift you up. Hallelujah. I need you, Jesus. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: More time lift your hands to heaven right now and just say Lord I'm so thankful that you came down <laughs> and that you took upon my sins and Lord you died and then you rose again Lord Lord I raise with you today Lord I am a part of your promise of new life and new living hallelujah we give you honor and glory we give you praise today father in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name and let the church say in Jesus' name. Am I alone? But does anybody else feel that sweet presence of the Lord? But mm. I mm. mm. Thank you, Jesus. you take a deep breath come on I want you to take a deep breath I want you to let the world fall off of you I want you to breathe in the Holy Spirit this morning I want you to breathe in peace and love and joy thank you Jesus chapter 17 and verse 11. I want you to stay in the Holy Ghost this morning. I want you just to stay right in the spirit for what the Lord wants to say. He wants to say it to you with an open heart. He needs you to have an open spirit so that you can receive and do what God has called you to do. Luke 17 The Bible says and records in verse 11, now it happened as he went to Jerusalem. This is speaking of Jesus. He passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him 10 men who were lepers, who stood off. Uh, Not a part of my message, but I feel to say some of you are standing to in his love. I want you to be today. And they lifted up their voices. They lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourself to the priest. Go show yourself to the priest. And so it was that as they went, they were what? cleansed and one of them when he saw that he was healed returned and with a loud voice you know why we sing loud and praise loud and scream we love you Jesus is because we know what God's done for us and it's not about a small voice that I need oh he'll speak through a still small voice but I, there's some time in my life I gotta tell him about it someone shout amen and, th- and then he says this and with one of them when he saw he was healed he returned Everybody say returned. And with a loud voice glorified God and what? Fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. When you get what you don't deserve, you'll fall on your face and cry out. Oh, that's a good title for a message right there. I, that's not my title today, but my God, that'll preach. <laughs> he fell down. So Jesus answered and said, "Were there not 10 cleansed, but where are the nine? Where are where are there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner?" The one that didn't deserve it. The one that had no access to a temple. The one that had no right. (laughs) And he said to him, arise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. In In the King James it says, your faith has made you what? Whole. Today for a few minutes, I'd like to talk to us. I'd like to walk you through the events of this chapter we just read and I want us to learn about the importance of faith. Everybody shout faith and obedience. So shout faith and obedience. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Thank you for standing. It's great to see every one of you here and online. I pray that you are following the passages online as I read them. I pray that you will enter this time of reverence and in the word together. The Bible lets us see a very unique story. It's a familiar story, a story that we've read in Sunday school. It's a story that we've taught, a story that we have preached from. But today I want to just try to remind you and point out some things I believe that the Lord would want to say to this body of believers and those of you that might be watching. The importance of faith and obedience so many times in our life, we lack the understanding that faith is amazing. Someone shout, it's amazing. Faith is something that is a basic Christian understanding. It is a, a tenet of our faith that you, you have to have faith. If you don't have faith, you can't please God. But you see, faith without the component of obedience equals no miracle. It equals a beginning and no end. It equals something that you will never have the completion. In fact, it equals the dying of that very said faith. Because faith demands and requires obedience. And from my heart to yours, I would like to have this conversation about what you desire in your life. I wish I was sitting at each one of your living room tables and asking you this As we are studying this, what do you desire for your life? What do you want from God? I want that to to stay in your minds as I preach today. And I, I would ask that if you're just content with healing or deliverance, I want you to move beyond that. I want to ask you, are you willing to go the next step to be made whole? Too many of us are wounded warriors that never recover. We get saved and we shot saved. How many are thanks, thankful for the saving blood of Jesus Christ? Amen. We get saved, and that's amazing. But God wants to do more than just save you. He wants to make you whole and put the things back that the enemy took from you and took away from your dreams and your visions. God wants to bring you to a place where He heals you. He stems the tide of the leprosy. uh, But He doesn't walk you walking around uh, as a leper with uh, missing fingers or hands or toes or ears. Uh, He wants you to be made whole. He wants to restore your fingers, your toes, and your ears. He wants to restore your dreams, your vision. He wants to restore relationships. He wants to restore homes. He wants to restore, why? Because He's not just a God that will heal you and deliver you. He wants to restore you like you were before the sin entered your life. If you believe that, shout amen. Sometimes we find ourselves skeptical because, you see, deliverance is one thing. I can be delivered at an altar. I can be healed at an altar. But it takes my personal own work to go back and fight for the things. I've got to go back to Jesus. I've got to go back to the Savior. I've got to understand that it's not time for me to sit back and say, Wow, like those nine that left and were just happy with a miracle. The Samaritan, the unworthy, someone shout the unworthy, the one that did not deserve it, the one that was the cast out, the one, the oddity, the nine were Jewish, but this one man was a Samaritan, he was a man that was not liked by the Jews and not accepted as saved, but here today we find him at the feet of Jesus. I want to ask you, what are you desiring? Are you desiring just deliverance? Or are you desiring to be made whole again? You see, we read, and I want to go back to verse eleven, if you will. We find that verse eleven says, And now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of of Samaria and Galilee. We know that most Jews avoided Samaria. If you study history, you'll know that the Jewish people and the Samaritans, they were very uh they didn't like each other. They didn't appreciate each other. They they were and, and it was if you study history mostly because the Jewish people thought that they were just not, they were not holy. They were not they were a, a product of of things that were not good. And so they found themselves in a very uh uh uh, uh, you know, I, we're better than you attitude. And so we know that most Jews did not like them. Jews remembered the Samaritans who were those Jews who were left behind when the country was overran by the Assyrians. And it took nearly 400 years before Jesus shows up we find that 400 years had passed and yet there's still this animosity between those that were left behind during the Assyrian invasion. Those that ended up being taken as wives and husbands and they had children. And now there's this group of people called Sumerians. They were part Jewish and they were part Gentile. They are part Assyrian and part Jewish, And they were people that the Jews just simply... They worshipped in a temple. They, they called out to, to the same God. But there was a difference in how they practiced. There was a difference in how they saw things. And so, subsequently, the, the Jews considered the Samaritans literally unclean. They treated them with contempt and hatred. And, and Jesus, He had no such prejudice. One of the beauties about this passage is that We don't find out that he's a Samaritan, right? Until a little bit. Until they're already being told what to do. We find that it is here that Jesus, he does not have prejudice against anybody. Someone
0: shout amen.
1: Because he came to seek and to save them that were lost. In verse 12 it says, Then as he entered a certain village, there he met ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. You see, if you had leprosy, you weren't a To interact with the general public, there were certain areas that were designed or denoted for the the lepers and they would stand off and they would scream, hey, we need some food over here. And people would throw him, study history, they would throw them food and they would stay as far away as possible because they were worried that they would catch that dreaded disease of leprosy. And so we find for the Hebrew, it was a dreaded malady which rendered its victim, victim uh, ceremonially unclean. By the law, if you got leprosy, those ten men represented a group that was sinners. And one of them was not just a sinner, he was a Samaritan sinner. He was worse than all the rest. It was here that we learned, you can go to your Bible in Leviticus 13 and 3 and you can study further, but anyone who came in contact with a leper was also considered unclean. So if I went to help the leper that had fallen and was dying, now that I touched him, I was considered unclean. I was concerned. So the lepers in that day were, were never helped. They were never touched. They were always outcast. They were always on the run. They were always begging food. They were always trying to make their life better little by little. Therefore, the lepers were in isolation from the rest of that community so that the members of the community that were the Jewish people in the surrounding city, the town, could maintain their status as a worshiper. I want to preach to this just I am so thankful that I am not under the law, but I am under the spirit of grace and the blood of Jesus Christ. You cannot live unto the law and be saved. Here we find that the reason the law said you cannot even touch them and so it made them listen they couldn't worship at the temple but when Christ came he rent the. oh I'm going to preach right now he rent uh, uh, the curtain from top to bottom mercy kiss truth and there was a freedom that come that now the leper can walk in uh, and say uh, Jesus I need you uh, and that's what we find in this chapter the, the lepers cry out Jesus have mercy upon me uh, there was a spirit inside them Uh, that was lonely, that was desperate, uh, that was angry uh, that was hurting uh, that didn't understand why they were in the place they were at uh, but there was something that came upon them, Uh, they lifted their voice and said in verse 13, Jesus Master have mercy upon us, come on someone throw your hands in the air and say, Jesus uh, have mercy (laughs) Notice, notice here that They they didn't use the term rabbi. They didn't say rabbi. They didn't say teacher. Most people would have done that because of his status in the temple. But they didn't. They called him master. Because they understood one thing. That this is the one person that can change the trajectory of my life. Uh, This is the one man walking in shoe leather. uh, He can take care of what I've got going on. It's interesting to me that that they also greeted him, but they did not ask. Someone shout, they did not ask. They did not ask for healing. Uh, Notice their request was simply mercy. Their, Their request was not one of, I'm demanding God that you do what I want done. It was one of, God, let your will be done in my life. Have mercy, whatever that mercy looks like, Lord, have your mercy upon us. Their request was really more of a passerby request of Jesus, have mercy upon. Me. It was like the, the man that, that was blind who who finally said, Jesus of Nazareth, uh, uh, Jesus, thou son of David, ha- have mercy upon me. And they, oh, be quiet, be quiet. There was nobody to shush them. They they cried out in this moment because they needed help. Someone shout, they needed help. You see, when you need help is when you're going to cry out the most. Sometimes our trials and tribulations cause us to be in places and do things that we maybe normally wouldn't do because, you see, our flesh is prideful. We can take care of ourselves. Uh, Our flesh tells us we got this. We got it all under control. Uh, But there's something about a desperation. When you're at the end of the rope, when you're at the end, there's no other options uh, that you're able to freely and willingly say, Jesus, touch me. Have mercy upon me. So we find that he said to them, What? Go show yourselves to the priests. Go show yourselves. Under the law, you could not re-enter the, the community until you had shown yourself to the priest. What were the lepers expecting from Jesus? It says, As they were went away, they were cleansed. I want you to think about this. You are, you've had leprosy your whole life. You've been dealing with this. You've been dealing with this rejection, hurt. There are 10 of you. You've been hanging out together trying to help each other survive. What, when they cried out, have mercy, what was their expectation, Brother Carl? What, what did they have in mind that this mercy looked like? Too many of us, we cry out and we don't specify what we need. We ask God for mercy and we have this idea of what it looks like. I want you to go in your life right now and begin to look at what does it look like from God's perspective. Does he want to just heal you or does he want you to be whole and be a new creature in Christ Jesus? If your expectation is here, you're only going to get here. But if your expectation is of God, you're going to get what God has promised you. I want to preach to somebody today that your expectations are too low of Jesus. Your expectations, when you cry out, when you walk this aisle, when you pray, when the prayer elders pray, over you uh, when you're sick and you call for an elder and you ask them to please pray that God would touch me. What is your expect... Oh, come on now. What is your expectation? Because I'm going to tell you something right now. Your expectation will dictate your outcome. Your expectation will dictate your outcome. Understanding today that they were not sure. They simply... Heard about this Jesus, we're assuming. Because they cried out and called Him Master and asked for mercy. But what was their expectation? They didn't say, Lord, heal us. They didn't say, Lord, give us food. They didn't say, Lord, help us be better people. They didn't say, Lord, we want You to take away this leprosy. They didn't say any of those things. They simply asked for mercy. And in that ask... They failed to understand one thing. The expectation in which they brought that request was important. Uh, it's, It's interesting to read this because I found myself, and I know that many of you are calculating in your mind right now about your expectation when you ask. When you come for prayer and you're anointed with oil, do you expect God to heal you? Boy, it's quiet in here. I said, Boy, it's quiet in here. When you pray for God to heal your body, when you pray for God to help your finances, do you understand or have the expectation that God, you see, I serve a God that doesn't have limits that are based on this planet or this earth. I'm, I'm just going to preach a little bit. I feel like I'm, I'm talking to a Sunday school class. I'm going to teach you all over again. We serve a God who's omnipresent. He's everywhere at all times. We serve a God that knows all things, has all things under his feet. We serve a God uh, that... the spirit moved upon the face of the water and he created what you are he breathed into you Uh, he can make you a new creature I have seen blinded eyes go from gray to green I have seen with my own eyes uh, people be healed I have seen with my own eyes homes restored and lives restored and deliverance from drugs deliverance from the things that would eat up people deliverance from fear deliverance uh, from unforgiveness I'm preaching today to somebody who needs to hear that your expectation matters to God. So you never should come to God uh, just saying, Lord, whatever you want, Lord. Yes, He'll do your will, uh, but He knows uh, you have to have the desire for what His will is. You have to have an expectation that He is a healer. That he is going to make a way with her some way. We sung that this morning about he's a way maker. How many believe that today? He's a way maker. So lamenting was so much a part of their daily lives that they were probably expecting anything that Jesus would give them. If we're not careful, we'll live from our daily mundane, well, I'm just going to prayer again. Well, I'm just going to go over here. I'm going to go to church again. Maybe, maybe God will show up this time, and we get into this routine of mundane. We get into this routine of comfortableness of 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 not fervor. Walking into places and and expecting. Well, I know what I'm going to get today. I'm going to get a few goosebumps. I'm going to feel better. I'm going to leave. Oh man, that was good church. And uh, I'm going to go and I'm going to have a prayer meeting. And wow, God's really talking to me. But the issue I want to know today and what Jesus is showing up uh, is that will you come back and will you be? Made whole. Someone shout amen. It's interesting because Jesus gave them nothing except a command. Interesting. He didn't give them food, money. How many of you have ever been upset when God doesn't give you what you think you ought to deserve? Hmm? Come on now, someone shout amen. We've all been there. I've been there. You've been there. We pray and fast. Why isn't God here? No, no. Jesus, you didn't ask, and so therefore he's going to give you a command. Watch, because Mm, ah, this is good now you're gonna have to hear me hear me today as your pastor because why because what you have faith for must be followed by obedience watch what happens here he says mm, jesus you know he's like oh yeah whatever have mercy okay whatever i see what you are someone say when he saw them the bible says when he saw them he saw what they were can i tell you something you can't hide from god he sees what you are and he gave them his command. He said, go show yourselves to the priest. Imagine that. Man, I was hoping for a Whopper or a Big Mac. Man, I, what, what is going on? This dude is like stingy. He is like, what is his problem? I, we were just at mercy, whatever. Throw us some coins, do something. Give us some fish and loaves. Uh, do something to make us feel better about us. And Jesus said, I'm not going to mess with your mundane because I'm going to pierce the mundane in order to find the real issue in your life. Go show yourself to the priest. It's interesting. It must have really confused them. Under the law in Leviticus 13, as I mentioned, they were to go to the priest only after being cleansed. Not before they were cleansed. So I'm sure they were like, we're supposed to go show ourselves to the priest? Think about it for a minute if they would have not obeyed God and went. The Bible says, thankfully, that they were to go to the priest only after cleansing, but with the purpose of obtaining access to the temple. The whole reason they went to show themselves to the priest is so that they could be worshipers again. Listen, if God delivers you, don't stop worshiping because you got your deliverance. At this point in the event, the lepers were not cleansed. Listen, the lepers were still lepers. Someone say amen. Up until this point in this passage, they were not, and nothing had changed. They had not any difference in what they had. And at any presentation to the priest would be just a waste of time. They're looking at themselves and saying, I, I, I'm not, why, 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 why do I, can I tell you something in your life, I've teaching today, I feel, can I tell you something, there's going to be a lot of places in your life, Travis, that you're going to go, why, why God, I, I don't feel any better. I don't think, I don't think I'm better. I, I don't see my fan finances getting better. I don't see my health. I don't see my prayers being answered. I, why? Why? Why do I? Why? I, I, God, you, I've, I've cried out to you and all you did is tell me to go show myself to the priest. Go back to God's house. And and, and he's standing there, they're they're all not, ten of them are standing there, and and I'm sure there was confusion amongst them. We're not clean, Uh, why would we go back? That's a long journey, man, I'm already there. Jesus' command, do you think that they went immediately? Do you you think there was a pause or a wonder? I I wonder what's going on. Uh, After all, how often do we not understand why God directs us to something or a thing or a situation that we don't know why he's calling us to it. Why am I waiting? Why am I doing? Why am I what? God, what's going on? And we find ourselves hesitating. Why would the lepers go show themselves when they were not clean? When we ask God for help, someone say amen, we have the opportunity to respond in obedience to his command. I'm preaching this because I feel in this hour that there's such a movement amongst the world and the religious world and, and that that uh, obedience to commands are optional now. That God's word is a, a smorgasbord. That it is a buffet of whatever I choose. I'll take a little of that, a little of that, and I'll take a month. Can I get you some of that? I want some of that. But God, all the rest of it, I don't want. Uh, Jesus said, if you love me, you'll what? Keep my commandments. We're living in an hour where there's an attack upon the word of God that it is absolutely God uh, and that it is the word that he spoke to us if we're not careful if we are not careful we will find ourselves caught up in a world uh, that is allowing us to make excuses in our mind and lower our expectations of God and see his word as optional and was that really Jonah in the whale? I mean seriously was it really it sounds metaphorically or typically uh, it just sounds like something did really Sodom and Gomorrah there was really great rocks of fire that fell on, I don't know about that let me tell you something uh, I'm going to tell you what this preacher believes and knows from the word of God uh, that his word is truth and it's everlasting uh, and it will always stand the test of time uh, it is absolute I'm going to preach right now uh, it is uncompromising it is unequivocal uh, it is what God has given us as his word uh, and the word uh, became Came flesh and dwelt among us, and it died on the cross, and it rose in three days. Oh, and it's still alive in my heart today. Why? Because the Holy Spirit resides within me. But it all starts with faith and begins again with obedience. If I cannot obey his word, I am not a keeper of his word. And Jesus and the scripture tells us that if I cannot keep his word, that I'm none of his. Oh, we're, 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 no, I, I'm telling you, I feel so strongly in my spirit. I feel so strongly to preach this message. Uh, because if we're not careful, we will want all the deliverance and none of the wholeness. Why? Because you see, wholeness retire- requires that you do something. Wholeness requires that I change. That I turn. And that I go back. And that I humble myself. And that I fall on my face My choice uh, in honoring him and giving him glory. uh, It's not that he didn't save me. He saved me. uh, But I want more than just his saving grace. uh, I want his wholeness uh, in my life. Have you ever said to yourself, man, man, the church is full of dysfunctional people. Have you ever said that to yourself? You know why? Because we're a hospital. You're not going to find perfect people in this house. You're not going to find a perfect pastor. No, there's only one perfect. His name is Jesus. But in that process, I can be more like him by what? Having faith that he is who he says he is and does what he says he will do and obey what his word says. I get this a lot, but well that's, well, that's the wrong interpretation. Or I don't agree with that interpretation. Well, I'll tell you what, why don't we remove the human element from any of the interpretations and let's study what God's Word says. Well, I'm not sure it's God's Word. Well, then now we have a whole different problem. Why? Because we have to have faith, believing. Listen, I'm going to close here in a few minutes later. I'm not sure when. The Bible says... Someone shout amen. Amen. The scripture says that they were cleansed as they went. After they started off, they were in obedience. Someone shout obedience. They were in obedience to Jesus' command. And when you obey, you'll get the result that Jesus... And in their obedience, His word already had went forth. That if they obey, they will receive. Too many of us want to receive without obeying. God is commanding me, you, and every person online or in this house and saying to you, there has to be an absolute in your life. Can I ask you, are there absolutes in your life? Are there, is Jesus absolutely God? Is there absolutely that God's word is true and unquivering and is absolute? Is there an absolute in your Bible or in your, in your heart that says, I trust the Lord. I trust him with my life. You see, if this were leprosy, they would have known immediately that they were healed. Watch this. If this were leprosy, uh, they would have known immediately uh, uh, that they were healed. Sensations would begin to return to their body. They would be able because leprosy is a numbing disease. It takes away your ability to feel. And the reason they would lose ears and, and, and toes and stuff, because they had no pain, and so they would damage themselves. They would cut themselves, and there would be no. It would be infected and all. Kinds of bad and that's how they would lose these members of their body and if you were healed of leprosy there was an immediate understanding that God did something in my life I feel what I've never felt before and so it is when I pray with people walking in this house there is an unequivocal feeling that comes to them when God's spirit enters them they talk with tongues they speak in other tongues they give God glory they praise him they cry they weep they laugh they rejoice why because God begins to remove the leprosy of sin and they begin to feel the presence of God fresh and anew they begin to feel what God wants them to feel it was an immediate return to their body. And so how were they supposed to react? They probably would be jumping for joy and, and running towards the temple, entering a very excited into the synagogue to show, look, 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 look. Look, we can feel, we can feel, we can. We were healed. Jesus healed us. Uh, uh, we got that. What would happen if the ten had decided uh, that Jesus' request was ridiculous uh, and simply went home? Uh, what if they had not been healed uh, and their encounter with Jesus uh, would have improved? Produced nothing. I'm gonna preach right now. Someone help me. Uh, what are your encounters uh, with Jesus uh, producing? Uh, Jesus was here at Pineview Church uh, during worship and right now this morning. Uh, can I ask you uh, what? came out of your encounter with Jesus I'm going to tell you something when you walk through those doors you should say I expect to be healed I expect to be set free I expect that my sins are washed white I, mm, I expect that God is moving in my family, my life my job, my world why? because every encounter with Jesus will produce something in your life if you can feel him it's when you're dead in leprosy or sin that you can't feel him and you come and go and are unmoved. You watch and you can't feel. So, I would ask, what are your encounters producing? What would happen if the ten had decided, I'm not going to go there. I'm going home. How would you respond? How Oh, come on, son! Someone say, "Amen." How would you respond if you called out to God for healing, help, or deliverance, and you what felt Him? Uh, tell you to do something that seem unreasonable, that seem crazy. Our life of faith might uh, be much less demanding if God acted before we had to exercise faith. Our life would be a lot easier, supposedly, if we did not have trials and tribulations. Uh, But you have to exercise your faith. And you can't have faith unless you're going through something you can't understand. How often have we been there? When we look at the healing that took place in the Bible, most of them, most of them required acts of faith. Listen, what pool, he had to go wash, right? He had to go wash. The woman with the issue of blood, she had to crawl. Are you getting my drift? Uh, there was always a requirement in the uh, in the miracle that said, uh, I can heal you. They tore off the roof. Uh, uh, thy sins be forgiven thee. Uh, and he stood up and he folded his bed and walked out. Why? Because there was a God that said, uh, I want to do something from you. For you, but you have to act in order to receive it. It's not just about faith and believing, it's about doing and acting on that faith. And we're willing to go to the doctor and usually what do we do? with You know, a typical doctor visit. You know, they they say say ah uh, whatever, cough whatever, and they say, uh, well, I think you have a slight cold and you got a stuffy nose. I'm going to give you some uh, some medication, and we 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 oh okay yeah well you want to give me some pills? Okay, I'll take those. Yeah, what we're in those? Why well, I don't know. The doctor said that I'm going to take those. I'm just going to do. The doctor said I need to do this, that, the other. And I'm just going to do. it. We trust blindly with our our uh, with our medical our our doctors. Uh, someone said the other day, well, I don't want to put that you know that stuff in my body. I said, "Well, you you take these other three prescriptions. Do you know what's in those?" And they stood there for a minute and said, "No, I really don't." I said, "So what's the what's the issue now? You don't know." Now, my point being is that we trust blindly with prescriptions uh, and other solutions for our medical treatment. Uh, why can't we submit ourselves to the command of the doctor that comes uh, to desire not just to heal you, but to make you whole? We should expect God to respond to us in this way. You know, when we desire, we, we we know that we are uh, able to do what he asks, but sometimes our brains and our spirits are unwilling to do it because of our pride rising up and our flesh not wanting to participate and us thinking we know better. I'm here to tell you today that God's prescription is always right. It's always true. Obey that that God has commanded you. I've, had, I've been doing this a long time, and I've had multiple people in my life say to me, well, I just don't know what God wants me to do. I always hand them a Bible. <laughs> well, he wrote some instructions. Have you read those? <laughs> Why? Well, because if you don't read the instructions, you're not going to know. Have you ever put an Ikea cabinet together without instructions? I know a bunch of you have, and it didn't turn out very well. Those cabinets, you can go like this, and they just all over the place, they're mission screws, and all. you know exactly what I'm talking about. Ikea changed the world, right? But it's a great sermon illustration. You cannot put together your own life without the instruction manual that God sent you. We try. It's shaky. It falls down. It wrecks. We have to, be, yeah. We have to get somebody to come over and put it all back together. You have to get Jesus to show up on Sunday and Him put it, you back together. And you're still shaky because you refuse to allow Him to put screws in certain places and remove things from your heart. Uh, I'm no, no. I want that one just for a little while longer. Please don't mess with that one. I, I need you to fix everything else though. I want you to, yeah. Please get rid of all this other stuff and and get rid of that and this and the other. Oh, but I, no, 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 no. I'm not quite done with this one. This one. Is kind of, you know, it's, it's, you know there's, it's complicated, God. You know, let it go. Let, just let it go. It's no big deal. Uh, and Jesus is here to show up at Pineview and tell every single one of us uh, it's not enough just to get saved. Uh, you've got to get whole. Uh, you need Jesus to do a work in your life. Oh, if you believe that, come on, clap unto the Lord today. I'm closing. Sister Tabitha, I'm closing. Oh, someone say amen. Are you hearing the pastor today? More importantly, are you hearing the word of the Lord today? When he saw, the Bible says in verse 15 and 16, and then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, one of them, everybody shout one of them. Can you, can you, can you hear me today? The one that didn't deserve it. it it's, it's the one that you don't think is qualified that Jesus wants to use the most. Because you see, it's that one that has a thanksgiving that the others did not have. When God brings you from away far off, you have an understanding that the person that just has not been that far off does not understand. You have to be able to return. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God someone shout he glorified God God. and he fell down someone shout he fell fell down and on his face at his feet giving him thanks and the bible says and he was a Samaritan it reminds us at the end of this story that one of them did not deserve it. It appears that the lepers did not have to travel very far before their healing began to happen. It appears that they were not more than maybe a, a, an eye distance or a, maybe even a shout distance. I don't know for sure. The Bible doesn't tell us. But obviously the healing began to happen as they left and as their hearts purposed to go see the priest's. The scripture signifies that one, the one, the Samaritan who returned to give thanks was a pagan. He was a Samaritan. He did not even believe like the Jews believe. He did not have fullness of understanding. And by his Samaritan birth, the place that he was at, the the village in which he was residing considered him unclean by his birth. And now with a disease, he was untouchable. Why then did he turn back? What caused a man who was poor, undone, angry, hurt, didn't understand? Why would the man who had nothing going, lost his family, his friends, his job, his home? Why would a man who's still missing fingers and toes and ears and noses, Why would a man turn back? If you study, you will find that he couldn't go show himself to the priest. (laughs) God, Daniel, Samaritans are not allowed in the temple. You see, he wasn't just unclean by his disease. He was unclean by birth. Jesus said, go show yourself to a priest. And he realized while they were walking and everybody was rejoicing, I don't have a priest. I I can't I can't go back to a place that I'm not allowed. I've suffered rejection enough in my life. Why would I go to the temple and have the guards? of that temple throw me out when the others were allowed to go in. I can't go show myself. Jesus, why would you ask me? I think there was a Holy Spirit moment. In fact, I know there was a Holy Spirit moment when it dawned on him that I have a high priest and he just healed me. I have nowhere else to go back to the lord i can't go where they're going no i've been called to a different calling my wounds are different my birth is chained oh i've gotta i got, you don't know, understand i can't go with you guys i can't go because i'm not allowed where you're going uh, but i do know where i am allowed <laughs> I'm allowed at the feet of the master who when I cried mercy, uh, he heard my cry and he said, uh, go show yourself and now uh, I am healed and now I've got to return. I, I know he's a Jew and I know we have bad things between our nations, but guess what? I'm going back. I'm going to go back because that's the only place I have to go. Peter said, to whom shall we turn and where should we go? There was a moment in this man's life where he realized, I've got to go give glory to the one who healed me. And Jesus saw his faith, saw his revelation and said, you're not just going to be healed. You're going to be made whole. He went back to the miracle giver. I hear the words of Paul as I close this passage in Ephesians 2 he says this in verse 12 Uh, read it with me if you will and I want you to consider who you are in Christ I I feel the Holy Spirit so strongly it's a a spirit of conviction and love it's a spirit that says I want you to come sit on God's lap for a little while and let him speak to you uh, and tell you that your expectations are just too low that what you have prayed uh, is possible and what you have believed is possible uh, but you got to give God a chance uh, give him glory take the risk Uh, do what you think is crazy go and do what God has commanded faith will come faith is here uh, but go do what God has commanded look that in the times you were without Paul writing to the the church here he says that at times you were without Christ being aliens like this leper was from the commonwealth of Israel uh, and strangers for the covenant of the promise uh, having what? no hope someone shout no hope Uh, and without God in the world but now. But now. Everybody shout, but now. But now. Sir, someone shout, everything's changed but now, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were once afar off, remember the leper? He was way far off they were hanging out because they didn't feel welcome, they were not a part, they were aliens, but now in Christ, you who were once afar off have been brought near by the blood of Christ for he himself is our peace, who hath made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity That is the law of commandments uh, contained uh, in ordinances. Uh, You cannot keep the law and continue to think that grace is going to reach you. Uh, God is here to tell somebody, uh, quit trying to save yourself. Uh, Have faith uh, and obey God's word. He says, What? And that you might be reconciled to both God and one body through the cross, therefore putting to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who were afar off and to those who were near. For though through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father, now therefore you are no longer strangers. No, no, no. I don't care what your pedigree is. You're no longer foreigners. I don't care where you're from. You're no longer oh, cast outs and no good you're no longer what the devil tells you you are you are a son of God a woman of God a child of God you are what does it say fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God you may not feel worthy and guess what we're not but he came to tell us you are worthy of my blood because I shed it for you on Calvary Come on, someone lift your hands all over this house right now. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Who is it? Who is it? I'm preaching to If you're online and I'm preaching to you, come on. uh, Find a place of prayer today. uh, Allow the God of heaven uh, to renew your spirit of faith. uh, And know that faith comes with obedience. uh, And when I obey God's word, I'll get the result uh, of his promise. Uh, You cannot have his promise without obedience. And obedience only comes through faith faith and obedience is the bookends to your miracle. I said, faith and obedience is the bookends to your miracle. But you've got to be willing uh, before you see it. Hear me today, before you see it. Some of you are weary and well-doing. Uh, why? Because I'm not seeing enough action. Uh, I'm praying, I'm doing, I'm. I, I, but I'm not seeing enough of what I think I should be seeing. Uh, God is here to preach and teach and talk to you and say, listen, I have you on my wheel, not your wheel. I have you on my potter's wheel, not your potter's wheel. I have you in mind I love you I have what's best for you but you've got to trust me and obey me and you will find what you are looking for just keep going towards the priest and if you don't have a priest understand you absolutely have a high priest and his name is Jesus return to him throw your hands in the air and say Lord I humble myself do like that old leper when he fell on his face and he said I I cannot believe what God has done for me I'm so thankful uh, and I'm so glad that Jesus spoke into my life who am I talking to today come on the Holy Ghost is here come on with every hand raised and every heart open come on let the Holy Spirit minister today listen in verse 17 I close so Jesus answered and said there were not ten cleansed were there not cleansed but where are the nine where are the nine sister Tackett where are the nine were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner he said unto him arise come on someone say no no matter what come on shout it no matter what come on shout it no matter what no matter where I've been no matter my attitude in the past no matter my sin of yesterday no matter what I may be a leper I may be a Samaritan but he still said arise, arise arise, arise arise, get up off the ground you've worshipped me you have adored me go arise, go your way your faith has made you whole, made you well. Wholeness requires faith and obedience. Have you settled? Are you comfortable just in salvation? And I am so thankful for salvation. Someone shout amen. You see, I want to live beyond just being saved. I want to live to the glory of God and all that he has promised for me. I don't want to just make it in by the skin of my teeth. I don't want to just say, boy, have I done everything? Check, 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 check. No, no, no. I want to live in the presence of God, in the glory of God, in the blessing of God. I want to live in a place that he has called me to. But I can't do that unless I obey his word. Come on, stand with me today.
0: Heart of worship. And it's all about you. Come on. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the way I've been it. and, and it's all about you. about you, yeah. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry. I want to open this altar up.
1: I really feel like this morning we need an old-fashioned altar call. I, 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 I kind of preached an old-fashioned message this morning. I need, I need somebody to respond. If you feel the Lord pricking your heart, if you've felt anything while I have been ministering and preaching, if it is condemnation, re-rebuke that condemnation and say, God wants to bring conviction, not condemnation. You're not supposed to feel bad about this. You're supposed to feel like, oh, thank God I can be set free. I can go and do what God has called me. Who am I talking to? I know who you are, but you must respond. You've got to walk out of that seat. Oh, pastor. Oh, no, no. There's something special about moving towards God. Jesus called the lepers. Come here. Come here. He said, come here. Come here. I need you to go. I need you to go. God is drawing your hearts today. Who am I talking to? Who is Jesus talking to? Come on. Find a place of prayer today. Come on. That's it. Come on. If you've never found Jesus If you've never never offered your heart to the Lord Today is the day You can do that right now Come on, come pray with me right now If you've never given your heart to Jesus Come on now Come come right now And I want to pray with you I'd love to speak to you I'd love to, to spend some time in prayer He loves you so much He died for you He loves your heart He loves who you are But let him speak to you today Oh yeah,
0: ah uh, yeah. Oh, it's all about you.
1: Thank you, Jesus.
0: Thank you, about you, Jesus. Oh, it's all about you. It's all about you. Oh, it's all about you. Hallelujah. Oh, it's all about you Oh, it's all about you Oh, it's all about
1: you That's it, let the Holy Ghost move in this house Come on, praying one for another Oh, yes Lord, yes Lord, yes Lord, yes, Lord. Yeah. It's all
0: about you It's all about you